0: Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which I record today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Ollie is back this week for Self-Improvement Book Club and this season's book is Care by Brooke McCallery. Welcome, Ollie. Hi, Carly. Thanks
1: for having me back. I'm really excited to talk about this book.
0: (laughs) Me too. And it's nice for us to do a book that isn't total garbage because the last one we did was The Secret, which was just appalling. But everyone loved that episode. So I'm thinking maybe we do a good one and then we do a garbage one. Sounds good. And alternate them. So I start each episode with a recommendation of the week. So I'll go first. I'm going to recommend The Making of Shits Creek on Netflix. So for context, Ollie hasn't watched no. Shits Creek. I keep trying to get her to watch it, but if you've watched Shits Creek and it took you a while to get into it, it's hard to recommend it to people because... Because you don't really want to put in that no, yeah. you don't want to put in, like, oh, you'll like it by the fourth season. It's like, no, I really need to like it before then. Yeah. And also, if you're not super in love with Dan Levy's – I'm um, sorry, Eugene Levy's work and Catherine O'Hara's work, and if you're not familiar with it. But then I think a lot of people didn't really know who they were before Shit's Creek came out oh anyway.
1: But then I'm not really very good at TV. so <laughs> I
0: say, no, I don't. Like, it has to be,
1: like, really –
0: my kind of thing for me to watch it. Yeah, I, I I fail quite quickly on TV shows as well. But I had someone who forced me because I started – shits creak twice and then my friend Steph was like you absolutely have to keep going with it and I did and I'm really glad I did because it's very very charming but um yeah I didn't realize that they had a making of it and I watched the making of it and I just really loved seeing behind the scenes and I also didn't know for those that have actually seen the show I know you haven't but Twyla the character of Twyla is actually Dan Levy's sister in real life and Ollie's just kind of nodding at me being like cool that's (laughs) completely irrelevant to my life but if you are a fan of the show Twyla is Dan Levy's sister Sister, So if you haven't watched it and you're a fan of the show, you need to watch it because it's super, super cute. Um, what is your recommendation of the week,
1: Ollie? Um, mine's really random, um, but it does actually re- relate to the self-help focus. the book, which is good, um, in the sense that it's caring for my body. So I'm iron deficient, as I believe you are as well.
0: I'm actually not iron deficient. I have a thing where my body doesn't store excess iron, but apparently I'm so good at keeping my iron stores up completely accidentally that I'm never iron deficient. Oh, that's ideal. And I should be, but I'm not, and I don't know how I'm doing it. I'm not like, no one ever told me how to do it, but just every time someone discovers this iron non-storage thing they go why aren't you iron deficient I'm like I don't know it's a mystery so it's very weird that's great but that's you great. actually are but iron I deficient am,
1: actually, I was gonna say this could be good for you but it could still be good yeah for you. um I've been adding liver into my cooking and I know I, you've just pulled the face but I know <laughs> that you know everybody does when I say about liver but and I'm not a big fan of you know like that irony like bloody
0: taste. Yeah. It, it's, it's very kangaroo to me. Like kangaroo feels very high oh livery. God. No, I like kangaroo as well, but it's got that proper kind of gamey taste yes, to it. Like yes. it's really, I feel like the, the more maroon looking meat is like yeah. liver, the more you can taste the blood in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm making that up. I don't know. I,
1: I well, I, I would agree. So <laughs> I but I think that, I think having, anyway, having it in my cooking and I've just been adding it to, to things and covering the taste of it, it has been really great for my iron levels. I've been noticing like, different energy, my energy, yeah. So that's my little recommendation. But you can definitely add it to things so you can't taste it. Like I add it into my bolognese, for
0: example, or we made like lamb and liver cofters. I should do lamb and liver, liver koftas. Harriet loved cofters the other day. If I put food on a stick, she's like 90% more likely to eat it. Sometimes. with <laughs> a good little is, sign, yeah. Sticks are the same. Put little sticks in Alfie's <laughs> food. And he's like,
1: this is fun.
0: Yeah. Even, even if it's not like a food on a stick, like often I'll like chop up a sausage and just stick toothpicks in it. Perfect. And she'd be like, oh, amazing. What an amazing yeah. dinner. And I'm like, you didn't eat this yesterday. And the to- toothpicks changed Absolutely. everything. Um, yeah. No, that's a really good tip because I would never think to include liver in anything but it's helpful to have someone recommend that because otherwise you wouldn't have thought of it no
1: and it's the same there is a vegetarian alternative spirulina
0: Uh, yeah absolutely um
1: discovered that recently it's like one of the most iron-rich foods
0: really and
1: it does taste really strong
0: it does yeah
1: so you, you can taste that. But if you just like pop a little bit in your smoothie, I've popped a little bit in my porridge even. It does make it green.
0: Yeah. Um, Ollie actually makes, makes an amazing snack for our kids that she calls dinosaur ice cream and it's like a frozen banana. That's my ass. Oh no. Okay. All right. I'm going st- I'm, to I'm just forget that I even mentioned dinosaur ice cream. That'll be Ollie's thing at the end. Yeah. So let's move on with the episode. The first book that I chose for self-improvement book club was The Secret. So that was a very, very different choice. Mm -hmm. I chose the book Care because a lot of people recommended it to me. I also really, really love Brooke's stuff. She's a friend of the podcast and she actually used to produce the show way back when we launched in 2016. So straight up, Ollie, what did you think about Care? I adored it. I really did.
1: Um, I had no idea how Brooke was going to approach the topic of care, um, but I love that she broke
0: it down into bite-sized pieces so I could really wrap my head around what it entails. I had the exact same thing. And I think one of the things I loved most about it was she had these little instructional bits. So there were like books, like at the end of each chapter, there were like these little bits that would tell you what to do if you have an hour or what to do if you have like 15 minutes and just little bite-sized information Absolutely. like that. Just, it just appeals to me so much. And I love a list. I love someone giving me a list of just being like, do this. Like, Thank you. Don't make me search for the information in your book. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to start with an excerpt that I really, really liked. So, um, it's a, I'm going to read it straight from the book. So this is a bit where Brooke is talking about, Imagining, and she wants you to imagine two things. First, bring to mind a problem, mistake, or failure you've been carrying around with you, something that makes you feel like you're not good enough. It doesn't matter if this thing is big or small, new or old, you'll know the kind I'm talking about because it will give you that uncomfortable, hot, squirmy feeling in your stomach and will bring you a great sense of regret or shame or embarrassment. Once you have this problem in mind, I want you to imagine picking it up and putting it in a box. The regret that The failure, the stress or pain, the stick you're beating yourself with, whatever it is, put it in a box and put the lid on it. Now, I really loved this bit because this is like, I feel like those have been called recently like intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I follow a lot of like therapy people on Instagram who talk about intrusive thoughts and it was never something that was really on my radar. But Often I would just be like going about my day, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, remember that horrible thing that happened in year nine on the bus, and I was so humiliated." Intrusive thought just like pops into your head. And you're like, "Why am I taking on <laughs> like 15 year old Carly's shame for absolutely no reason?" And I just really, and I've actually been doing this and imagining putting it in a box and like putting it away, like on a shelf where I don't need to to deal with that. And I don't like. I think that you could easily read that and think that Brooke is telling you to push the feeling away or ignore the feeling but I don't think that it's useful to give airspace to these
1: feelings no and I think that if you if you I think that there is time appropriate time to validate those feelings or certain feelings feeling you know but certain things like the thing that made you feel really embarrassed when you were 15 like that doesn't necessarily affect your life now so those are things that you maybe don't need to give as much weight and importance
0: does that happen to you do you think about (laughs) just making sure that you're as crazy as I am yeah oh fully yeah
1: absolutely you know you just think about something that nobody else is gonna remember ever no you just think you know spend ages mulling over it and feeling horrible and it's not gonna what what
0: are you achieving? Yeah, exactly. And I just kind of feel like there's this new movement where we're supposed to feel every feeling and not bottle up everything. But if it's just like a weird, silly, invasive thought that keeps popping into your head, there's just no need to feel re-embarrassed about that all the time. Like, you know, my period leaked all over my uniform when I was in year seven. Yeah, it was great. We had these horrible light blue uniforms that looked like nurses' uniforms. And um, yeah, it leaked all over my uniform and the teacher wouldn't let me go to the toilet and I had to be like, no, I actually need to go Go to the toilet. And I'm like, I don't need to really that. No. Like I'm or like I'm feeling like I'm feeling that squirmy like pressure in my yeah. chest right now, feeling see, horrible about see, it. Like, <sighs> <hot tub.
1: laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, like I'm clutching my chest here and I'm like, I don't need to be feeling this because it's dumb. Like I'm gonna put it in the box put it on the shelf. So I just, yeah, I really, I really, really loved, loved that bit. Um, there was another bit in the book that I really loved that was about random acts of kindness. And I'm a massive, massive fan of random acts of kindness. And there was just this really lovely list of benefits from random acts of kindness because you I mean everybody wants to do things that benefit themselves obviously so this was just a little list that I loved so apparently random acts of kindness can boost your levels of oxytocin which then reduces your blood pressure and improves overall heart health amazing it can increase your levels of self-esteem and feelings of optimism which i think it does like mm-hmm. I've gotten that definitely from doing random acts of kindness um, it can help you feel stronger and more energetic which i think is definitely true like if you do but it kind of like gives you a bit of an energy boost. Um, It gives you a greater sense of calm and increased feelings of self-worth. It will light up the reward and pleasure center of your brain as though you're actually the person receiving the kindness. Uh, It's a phenomenon called the helper's high, and it can also stimulate the production of serotonin, which helps us to heal more quickly and also increases feelings of calm.
1: Oh, yeah. I like that it's, but you're, like you're still getting something from it. Yeah. Like, so even like, it's like <laughs> yeah. that episode, have you seen that episode in Friends where Phoebe is trying to find yes. something that is, like, that doesn't make her feel good?
0: Yeah, a selfless act. Yeah, with Joey
1: saying there's no such thing as a selfless act.
0: Yeah. And he,
1: he's pro- probably,
0: well... Like okay. she let a bee sting yeah, her? <laughs> she her. like, that's going to look cool in front of all
1: its bee friends. <laughs> like, oh, mate. <laughs>
0: No, that's, uh, that's
1: yeah. exactly it. But I think that that point is nice—that you can still do something for other people, and you can. It's okay to feel good about it. Yeah, good.
0: I like fun. that too. What was the last random act of kindness that you did, Ollie? Um, I would say giving away
1: some of our produce. Yes, from our garden. Um, I love doing that. I love, I love feeding my family from our garden. I just think it's so wholesome but being able to be like here. Here's some basil and some plums, for example.
0: Ollie so that's literally brought over basil yeah. and plums
1: this morning. <laughs> but it's nice to be able to do that because I'm like well, – but, but also it's I love to receive. Yes. That. Yeah. You're doing something that you know that you love and you're passing that on to somebody else.
0: Yeah. And does that count? It totally counts. Okay. Yeah, no, I love it. Mine was that I cooked some meals for um, a family in our town. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Just because, like, that's, like, I I enjoy cooking and I enjoy, like, feeding people. And that's kind of, yeah, because I don't like just giving stuff. Like, you want stuff that's going to be useful or going to be consumed. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are our two random acts of kindness. Oh, they're lovely. Um, So, there was also this chapter that majorly resonated me that was about making which I think is really interesting for the listeners of the podcast because I know that there are a lot of um, other bloggers and other influencers and other podcasters and and makers and people who do creative things online who do listen to very excellent habits. And I always feel a lot of pressure to share or teach whatever it is that I'm making. So I love that it gave me permission to not share the stuff that I don't want to commercialize or the stuff that I don't want to explain to people how to do because the second I learn to do something as people would know if they've been following me for a while, everything that I'm into, I bring that into very excellent habits and the stuff that I do and the podcast and which I really love doing. Um, so recently I've actually, cause I've got, I've got crochet coach as well, which is my crochet school. Cause I learned to crochet and I was like, I should start a crochet school. <laughs> like I just can't help myself. I have to turn everything into some sort of a course or share it with people. So I've actually been making a lot of crochet stuff that I haven't been sharing because I've been freestyling it. And it's been sort of more like art than Fantastic. anything else. And so I haven't been like, I. And I know that if I share it online, someone's going to pressure me into writing a pattern for it. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't want to, I just want to like Keep make a it thing. And it's
1: good for your mental health and
0: absolutely. Exactly. And so I just end up not sharing them at all, which is much easier. So I've only been, I've been drawing more of a line in the sand of only sharing stuff online if there's an existing tutorial available. Otherwise, if I share it like, but it's, it's so funny though, because you, you do get so much pressure to share things online. And sometimes it's really frustrating. Like if I I share a a lunch that I've made online, (laughs) like a salad. Inevitably, if I share a salad, someone will ask for the recipe.
1: Well, it becomes less authentic.
0: Yeah. It's taking that. No, but I don't mind sharing recipes. But for things like salads, I'm like, look at the things that's in the bowl and put them in your own bowl. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Like, And I get that, like, if there's a complicated salad and it's got, like, a funny dressing or something, that's totally fine. But often it will just be like avocado and some like chickpeas on and and I list like I list all the ingredients that's in it and then someone will always be like recipe and I'm like the the things that are in the list put them in a bowl (laughs) like it's just I don't know I just get so frustrated with it sometimes but yeah no I really appreciated being told that I don't actually have to you don't have to do that no I don't have to share all the things but like you're not really online very Uh very much so Uh you wouldn't really be like no, no, I don't. No, it's just it's like
1: not, <laughs> no, I'm probably quite old school.
0: Do you like because I don't actually engage in Instagram that much, I just put content onto Instagram. Like, I do engage, but I engage on Wednesdays. Mm. That sounded oh. really odd. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we on do. Wednesdays, we engage on Instagram. <laughs> um, but do you like go on Instagram every day?
1: I do, and that's the habit I'm trying to break.
0: Yeah, do you go on Facebook every day? I do again, yeah, a habit
1: I'm trying to break. Um, I have been trying to surround myself with content that i feel is more wholesome and yeah um, not necessarily even education i was going to say educational but, but, but maybe not um but that I, I get something from and it's not just that mind numbing just i do when i'm feeding yeah my son he's a baby not yourself <laughs> oh, yeah. um, because i'm like but really, I should be sitting. But This is it. I feel guilty then. Yeah. For engaging in that. Maybe I don't need to.
0: Well, I've been like actively trying to change my algorithm because on Instagram, it just keeps throwing me like really weird things like I this is going to sound horrible but I got shown a story on Instagram about a woman who had um, a a kid that died quite young and because it like because it popped up and because it was like an interesting story I watched the whole thing and now it seems to think that I'm interested in stories like that which is like it, it I appreciate people sharing stories like that but the second you engage with it like I having your whole feed full of That kind of content is really harrowing, and it's emotionally exhausting. Emotionally exhausting, yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh god. So I've been (laughs) conscientiously going through. I really like watching nail art videos. That's really random. It's so random, but I don't. I'm not into nail art, and I don't do nail art at all. I like have just short square nails all the time. Occasionally, I'll paint them, but I'm not into nail art. But I find it really satisfying watching people like, you know, put the nail polish on and then do like all of the little things and they'll get like little dots and stuff and put them on and it's sped up. So it goes really quickly and then you get to say, so I love it. So every time I, I say it, it's very therapeutic, it's like when you know, people who like those organizing videos yes. that have yes. the, that have the clink over I, the top. I do that with the, I like that with
1: um, food, like lunch boxes oh, Yeah. Lunch
0: boxes videos. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously I am too. I do my <laughs> lunchbox videos, but yeah. So I've been, yeah, I've been really conscientiously trying to like more videos of like, Nail, nail art lunch boxes and just more kind of wholesome you know content and I, I do feel like people can share what they want on Instagram and there is definitely a time and place for it but I've, I've just found that if, if you engage in that kind of content you see more and more of it and it becomes less of a safe space for you to hang out so just telling people you can actually change the algorithm yeah. of your Instagram feed mine like, is just videos of cats doing funny in Mean things. Cats falling over or opening doors or or making funny noises. Uh, There was another bit in the book, back to to the book Care, that Brooke talks about loneliness. And I think the topic of loneliness is so huge because particularly, like, with the events of the last couple of years, we've all had to think about the way that we – Uh, interact like in our communities and within ourselves and sometimes doing the opposite of what we think we want to do. Like sometimes we feel like we want alone time, but that's actually kind of you you telling yourself that you actually need to be around other people. So this was an excerpt that I really liked. In 2017, meta-analysis of dozens of studies on loneliness, Julianne holt Lundstad and a team of researchers at Brigham Young University found that regularly feeling lonely or isolated has the equivalent effect of smoking approximately wow. 15 cigarettes a day and that those of us who experience prolonged or frequent feelings of loneliness are nearly 50% more likely to die prematurely. Oh. High blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, cognitive decline and depression are some of the conditions affected by loneliness that can contribute to mortality. Oh lord. Like, oh that's devastating. Isn't that a Horrible. Just
1: a side note, um, I love that this book had so much research behind it. So
0: much, yeah. This is
1: what I found comparing, you know, I couldn't help but compare to the secret.
0: Yeah. The fact that it has so sorry. much Did you just it. hear my stomach? <laughs> if anyone just heard my stomach growl, it's clearly lunchtime.
1: Yeah. Um so that that was a sorry, just skip to the
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I love all of the research in there. I also just realised that it's Brigham Young University, that would almost certainly be a um Mormon university in Utah. Hi, it's Carly, just popping in to remind you to leave a review for the podcast if you haven't already. If you have read any of the books we've mentioned this week, please leave a review and let us know what you think of the book. Go to the show page, not the episode page, and scroll down to the bottom where it says leave a review. Thank you so much. Back to the show. Yeah, Brigham Young. He's like one of the founders of the Mormon church. I was like, oh, Oh, wait, I didn't, it didn't occur to me when I read it, but when I said it, I was like, that's Brigham Young. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. That's neither here nor there, but just for anybody who there who might've been like, oh, hang on a minute. That sure sounds like a Mormon university to me. Uh, So there's been a lot of talk about the effects of loneliness and I did want to unpack that a little bit. Um, I know that Brooke identifies as an introvert and introverts need more alone time than extroverts, but that doesn't necessarily mean that um, introverts don't need all that good juice from interactions with people, and I actually identify as an extrovert. Although I do think I'm more of an ambivert. Did you hear? Like oh, ambivert? I haven't heard that. Before. Well, this came up in between because the the whole thing about introverts and extroverts is that introverts black and white. Yeah, exactly. Well, introverts get their energy from being alone. Extroverts get their energy from being around other people. And I actually just think I need a healthy mix. Mm -hmm. So if I'm around other people, I feel really energized, but then I get to the point where I'm like, Oh, I need done now. Yeah, exactly. And then when I'm alone, I feel really energized, but then I get to the point where I'm like, Oh no, I actually need to see people now. So that's good that you can identify that. Oh, definitely. What do you think you are?
1: I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this for my mental health. My mental health took a big hit after my, first Mm. um, son arthur was born i think also because we had just moved here and i'm obviously not from australia and i was lonely so back to back to that you know going through this big life change and so I, I, i spent a lot of time working through trying to figure out what who i am and what i need and i think i'm an introverted extrovert
0: introverted extrovert yeah okay yeah an ambivert (laughs) <laughs> is that i think i'm an extroverted introvert chris is an extroverted introvert yeah and i think
1: that's because i love being around people but it's my people
0: yeah people i
1: love and i want to be around them often um but i always need to recharge afterwards by doing something good for myself like cooking or reading or having a bath. yeah and i can feel quite socially uh burnt out but if when i'm with you know, like uh, when you and I are together, I think I probably present quite extroverted.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. We're close and we, you know.
1: But in a, in a group setting, like at your birthday, perhaps I came across as a bit more of an introvert because I'm surrounded by people that I don't know, and if they've got big personalities, then. I'm quite happy
0: to take a back seat. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. But I thought I think you're quite, I think you're quite friendly and you make the effort to have conversations with people, which I don't necessarily think comes easily to you, but you do make the effort to not just sit there and take the back seat because you want to engage in the conversation. Yes. So I think it's kind of hard for you to do that, but you make the effort to do it where it's not hard for me. Like no. I'm fine. Like if I'm in a group full of people, it doesn't worry me at all. Yeah. I'm like, I'll talk to anyone. It doesn't yeah. really. Whereas I get quite a lot of. Yeah. So I am like, are you going to be there? But also, yeah. <laughs> but also I kind of feel like, um, like when we're, when it's just the two of us and we're hanging out together to me, that kind of counts as alone time, but I don't think it would for you. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like the different levels of our introvert and extrovertness. Yes. Like yeah. I'm just a little step above you, not above. That's not like I'm better. a <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, bit better than you know just a little bit more extroverted yes. than yep. you but yeah it's so complicated though because I don't think Ben is a hard introvert oh yeah hard
1: but then but then when you're with him and again when
0: he's with like when it's you know us
1: all hanging out you know he's very engaging he's very
0: out there yeah yeah you know? he can he can be really kind of quite sparky and funny yeah. much better in small groups though if you put yeah, him in a big group he I'm, basically disappears yeah literally he will actually just leave. (laughs) Like if there's like a big group of people, he's like, I'm going to go sit in the shed for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. None of this. Um, so yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, care. Oh no, Ollie has a point.
1: Just have one, one point that I wanted to, to raise. Um, I, so you mentioned earlier about how you really liked how, uh, There was a list of things to do, so that was definitely my favourite part, and how you could um, dedicate either half a minute, half an hour, half a day to an activity. And what what I liked about that so much was I just found it so accessible to anyone. So I think that's what we talked about. We didn't enjoy about the secret was that there was a lot of privilege
0: that went with it so much privilege Um, I think the secret was like just very much in its own little realm of weirdness
1: and I think what I loved about this is that it wasn't necessarily groundbreaking stuff but it was just put things into accessible pieces for anybody no matter who you are no matter how much time or money or energy you have to do these things so I just wanted to end on that. I just thought it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think it was extremely yeah accessible and um, inclusive as well because a lot of self help stuff is usually based around one particular group of people like mm-hmm. it's like hyper focused on you know people who are you know high strivers or it's hyper focused on people who are really sensitive yes. they'll they'll kind of really hone in on a group but this was just really like i, I want to say general but general is not the word but no it,
1: but also how it looked it had different chapters like you talked about um mm-hmm. the making or uh, there was a movement
0: yeah um, yeah was that sorry Was that a movement? I'm pretty sure there was, yeah.
1: Anyway, so you could look at your personality. Even if you didn't want to read the whole book, you could go to the back and see the kind of things that you can do to help you based on your interests.
0: Yeah, and I really liked. So, the, just as a reminder: the book we're talking about is "Care" by uh, Brooke McCallery. You should read all of her books because they're they're really excellent. But I also just think it's it's a really good reminder that it is okay to care for ourselves and it is okay to give ourselves time. Particularly, like I don't want to make this all about like being mums because there are lots of people who listen to this who aren't mums, and you know you you deserve just as much care and just as much attention to your own mental well being. But I think it is really. Cool. Quite difficult, well, you, you know. because you are a parent, That's exactly. Like, and and you know, when 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 you are a parent, it is actually really hard to give yourself the time, and because you don't have much of it. And when you do have like a, a a small pocket of time, and you like, for instance, if I happen to get all my work done early, my impulse is to go and get my kid from daycare early and bring her home and hang out with her. And I really, really have to work very, very hard to spend forty-five minutes reading a book before I go and get
1: her. I just think it's such a good idea to say, no, it's not, you know, to rid yourself of that mum guilt, that you know, I should really go and get,
0: and I should really go and, you know,
1: when actually they're fine, they're having fun with their friends and you can have some downtime and therefore be a better parent when you go and get
0: her. Exactly. I think we need to embroider what you just said on a pillow. I feel like I'm really good at saying these things, when it comes to (laughs) doing it myself.
1: I'll just go and get
0: him now. <laughs> I do the exact same thing. I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna go get her, and then we'll hang yeah, out together, yeah. and that'll be fine. And then I'll feel like a better parent, which is dumb because, like, <laughs> and then I'll be cranky because you know I'm burnt out. Really. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm like, and then I just get cranky with him all the evening. I'm like, well, oh, that was that
0: was worth all <laughs> Or you go, no, I'm gonna be a really good parent. I'm gonna go get my kid early from school, and then you pick them up, and they're just being a complete pork chop. And you're like, I regret this so much. If they're in a great mood, you're like, oh, this was a, this was a great idea. If they're in a terrible mood, you're like, I want to send you back. Is it too late to, to, I'll just sit in the car (laughs) and read. Like, uh, so yeah, that was our review of care by Brooke McCallery. A very, very good read that I think, yeah, it was a really, really lovely book. So that just about wraps it up. Uh, I like to finish the show with a little segment called kicked my ass and kick ass, where we both share something that we struggled with and also something that we rocked at. So my kicked ass this week, the thing that Kicked my ass is um, Harriet's just been waking up in the middle of the night and yelling for one to three hours for absolutely no reason. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, no, it's really, yes. it's really good. She did it last night, so it's quite raw, like having a really <laughs> raw experience with it today. And it's fine. It's just a phase, but just requires lots of. Just
1: so not like her.
0: It's not like her at all. And you know,
1: you, 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 she's been around for a while now. Yeah, but you could feel quite. In fact, she did. She said this to me a couple of weeks ago when I was complaining about
0: oh, yeah. my kid
1: who. Every couple of months decides to be awake for half the night. You're like,
0: no, yeah. it's never done that. No, twice. no, she doesn't. And I swear, and you said it at the time. You're like, you've just jinxed yourself mm-hmm. now. And I just one hundred percent have. Yeah. So is it
1: bad that a little part of me is like?
0: <laughs> well it has to happen to everyone ha- I, it, I truly believe it has to Happen to yeah. everyone at some point but yeah So that's just really throwing us but I'm sure it'll be Over soon but I'm also like I don't know what to do Like she's kind of just like waking up and being like Oh I can hear noises Like how do you fix that She <laughs> she need a distraction Who knows like yeah. yeah anyway We will get through it it will yes, be, fine. What, be kicked fine what kicked your ass this week
1: So um, all of my Recommendations and kicked ass kicked my you know, are all to do with uh, food. (laughs) Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. So I've been trying to quit sugar or massively reduce the sugar I've been having again for health reasons. But recently we were on holiday with my, or we just got back from holiday with my in-laws and my mother-in-law. Um, makes the most beautiful Christmas cake and we didn't spend Christmas with them but she made it and saved it so that we could have it knowing that I love it so much and yeah and I think that I just ate a year's worth of sugar in <laughs> so I need to start all over again how did it feel um, well I felt groggy. That yeah. Yuck, but I I didn't stop. It's not like the other day we went out for lunch and I ended up having a brownie and I had half of it and I was like, I don't feel good. This is... Yeah. But for some reason... Fruitcake with marzipan. I don't. I don't care how I feel. It just tastes
0: so delicious. I could quite happily never eat fruitcake with marzipan ever again. It's absolutely, my face. Seriously, yeah. you are such an old lady. That's yeah, such I a. I am. Do you want a digestive biscuit and some prunes with that? <laughs> I do quite that like <laughs> Of course you do. That's such a. That's such a a, a, a twee thing to enjoy.
1: I know. <laughs> I, the other day I was somewhere and I got out a packet of Werther's originals and I'll put everyone in their month people were like,
0: okay, <laughs> You've given me a Werther's original on more than one occasion. And you know what? I like a Werther's original. You offered me one by one and I was like, yeah, all right. That's that's weird, but I'm into it, sure. Just turning into my grandmother, Yeah.
1: <sighs> she
0: always carried those things, bless her. <laughs> so now we'll move on to uh, what we kicked ass at. And mine's a little bit lame because it's kind of, I'm kicking ass at this only because I'm being forced to. But I've been shopping locally more. So, you know, we live in a very small town and I've been shopping more at like the the grocer in town and the um, the IGA there because Woolies are just completely understocked and every time I do an order they shocking, isn't it? they're just sending me like half it's the, the stuff yeah oh because you do Coles online don't Coles? you yeah. yeah like I did an order the other day that was like two hundred and seventy dollars and they refunded me hundred and eighty dollars of that because that was the stuff that they couldn't what send did me yeah like but when it when it arrived it was just like uh, all of the fresh produce seems to be fine so I get all my oh, vegetables see, and my Root. That's what I'm struggling with. My meat. I don't get my meat. So we didn't get meat. We didn't get half the vegetables the other day. Oh, so I... my. And then like the random health stuff toilet paper often no way yeah we didn't toilet toilet paper's been been crap for a little while um and just like random things like you know if you cook something like if you cook an asian meal and you put like those crispy onions on them i haven't been able to get the crispy onions for a really long time and it's been like it's fine i won't like (laughs) i'm not gonna die without my crispy onions but but but, like i've but there's been like four or five Mm. like months of me ordering the crispy onions that's and I don't favorite. get them. And I'm like, what? I just want my crispy onions. <laughs> and I mean, it's such a random thing. And like, whatever I eat is fine without them. But yeah, so we've been doing a lot more local shopping just because
1: well, that's nice. And anyway, yeah, that's lovely.
0: And I don't want to sound horrible because like, I get that supply chains are really oh, bad and like everything. And I'm not like, this is not me having a privileged whinge about it. No. Um, but it is just kind of like, wow, well, every time I do my shopping and you know what, you have to wait three days for it. So you order it because we're in the country. We don't usually get it the next day. You have, to kind of plan a couple of days mm. in advance, so like I do my shopping on a Monday, and I kind of punch the gap with little shops in between, and then my order will arrive on a Wednesday. And there's just a whole bunch of stuff that I ordered that's not in there, and you don't know, have to do lunch boxes and stuff. So it's like, yeah. So shop local, guys. That's the solution. That's true. Yeah. What did you kick ass at this week? Well, oh as my as god, my time <laughs> going again. As previously mentioned. Oh yeah, um, I ruined this one for
1: everyone. Totally fine. Um, <laughs> recently. Uh, have been making dinosaur ice cream and it all is is i put a banana in the freezer and so it's frozen banana one frozen banana like i don't know a quarter of a cup maybe of greek yogurt um yogurt (laughs) i was waiting for you to do that (laughs) and a quarter of a a teaspoon or something of spirulina so it's dinosaur because it's green blend it all up and our kids have been like, "Yay, ice cream!" and I'm like, "Yay, look at all that iron you're getting! So much iron!" I get so like ridiculous. My husband is regularly telling me off. Like, I get such a kick out of watching my kids eat really good food. Same. Um, so here they are eating banana yogurt, and then all that iron and goodness in that algae that they think is cool because it's dinosaur. And I'm like, "Sure, <laughs> have more ice cream."
0: because we both follow kids eating color on Instagram and follow a lot of their like eating advice and stuff. And they're just like, you, you have to be like her whole philosophy is that you're just completely neutral to what your kids eat and how they eat and the way they do it. And so like, (laughs) we try really hard to not get excited when our kids eat really good food
1: together. Just just inside like you. Yeah. You're like, come
0: on, (laughs) eat your banana and your spirulina. (laughs) Absolutely. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at veryexcellenthabits and you can also email me, contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash veryexcellenthabits. And thank you so much to the people who have left episode requests. I'll be getting to those at some point during this season. If you have a topic you desperately want covered, please leave a voice memo at speakpipe.com forward slash very excellent habits. For all the resources that you hear about on the show, you can grab them at patreon.com forward slash very excellent habits. And one more thing, please leave a rating and a review. It's the very best way to help other people find the podcast. Thank you so much to Shamirkos for leaving a review recently. I'm sending you all my virtual good karma this week until next time. Remember little habits, big life.